0: Welcome to Filling the Gap. You don't have to go back very far in history to see the abuse and mistreatment of Native people around the world. Throughout the history of the United States, there has been an eradication of Native people and Native culture. When I look back at these atrocities, Christians seem to be at the center of it. While I know Christianity isn't the only religion who has made mistakes, it's still something that is difficult to come to terms with. When I realized I worked for a church that had native ministries, at first I cringed. I felt as though that this was perpetuating the problematic pasts of our religion. However, I found that not to be the case. I found a church ministry that embraces the culture of people and amends the issues of the community through love and patience. I promise that this episode isn't as gloomy as this introduction. So let's hear from Monty Church, who helped form this ministry into what it is today.
1: My uh, dad is native, Mohican native. In northern Wisconsin, there's a reservation called the Stockbridge-Munsee Menominee Reservation. And uh, that's where I was raised. Life on the reservation was uh, fun. We didn't get off the reservation. We never ventured far from home. We had the same friends from the beginning to the end. And uh, my dad was special in that he... Played the guitar like Chet Atkins, and people would come from miles around every Friday night. Almost people would come in; they'd all bring food and other th- other things. But um, Friday nights were special until they got to drinking. By Saturday morning, everybody was out. Should say three sheets to the wind, or really uh, not thinking clearly. Then they would sleep it off and the music would start again on Saturday afternoon into Saturday night and then Saturday night. It seems like always the fights would start. And uh, people became very violent at times. And I remember uh, my mother more than once or twice sweeping up the hair from ladies who had their hair pulled out and big women fights.
0: Alcoholism, sexual abuse, and drug use isn't part of Native culture. It's a consequence of what Christians had tried to do before. Take away their history, their traditions, their identity. With all the hardships on the reservation, Monty's family decided they needed a change.
1: My mother had come to the place where she said, listen, I don't want to raise my kids in this environment. And so, when I was 15, Mom persuaded Dad to move off the reservation. My mother, after moving off the reservation, had the goal of checking out religion. She wanted us children to understand God, spirituality. Well, it so happened at that time, my dad bought some property with a house on a big hill. And there was a a little lady that lived in the house down at the bottom of the hill by the name of Mrs. Lingman. And she and her mother were so kind to us kids. I remember one day slipping down the hill and in her backyard she had these great big mum flowers. And I thought, oh man, I'd like to get some of those to give to my mother. And so I stole a couple of them. And as I was slipping out of the gate to go back home, I heard a rap at the window, and it frightened me to death. It was Mrs. Lingman. I wasn't worried about her as much as if she told my mother what I was doing, what my mother would do. But she said, Monty, are you getting those for your mother? I said, yes. She said, why don't you come around the front? I have some bigger ones. To be treated that way was so different than it was on the reservation. At the school, we had so much bullying. We had, in politics, the big fights. The reservation was made up of different families and the dependents, and there was battles going on all the time, conflict. And as a result of alcoholism, which we experienced too much, we just knew a lot of violence and uncaring, but here was somebody who cared. She invited us to go to Sabbath school. She was a Seventh-day Adventist. We didn't know what they were, but we didn't care. It was her experience and her love that we appreciated.
0: And they began with Sabbath school, but quickly transitioned into Bible study.
1: I was just blown away. It was so wonderful. It was just like heaven came down to us because for the first time we saw how Christianity all fit together and how the different doctrines fit like a dovetail to help us understand what God was like and His plan for us. To make a long story short, a year later, my mother and I and my brother were baptized.
0: Monty's passion for evangelism grew. So much so that he chose to become a pastor for the Adventist church.
1: And unlike some of the other pastors, I started right out in full-time evangelism. And there I was contacted by the North American division saying, listen, we're looking for somebody that will be willing to oversee a new program we'd like to start for Native American people. We'd like to ask you to consider this. And I said, no way, because I knew what the culture was like. I knew how tough it would be, and uh, I turned him down.
0: But they were persistent.
1: The next year they called with the same invitation. I said, oh no, uh, I, I just don't see how I could do this.
0: And they offered again.
1: No, I, I just don't think so. I'll talk it over with my wife, but I just don't think I could do that.
0: By the fourth time, they had changed up the offer. The country would be divided into four parts instead of a whole.
1: They said, "Well, if you were to do one of those four sections, what would you do?" And I said, "Northwest." Immediately they said, "You're hired." Well, I really prayed about it, and I just really felt like the Lord is calling me to do this, but I made up my mind. I said, Lord, I am not going to do this unless you show me what works. I'm not going to get into this and um, just doodle away the time. I want some action. I, I want to see something that actually works. Well, just about that time, I got a invitation to uh, come and speak at, in Canada. And they said, uh, <clears throat> We'd like to start a native church. Can you help us? Well, I really remember uh, coming in that Sabbath, and I was still wandering in my mind, how am I going to go about this? What is it going to take? What's the key? I went out for a breath of air uh, before uh, the Sabbath sermon. And while I was catching a breath of air, I noticed a t- taxicab drove up. I could see that there was some confusion and hustling and bustling in the taxi cab. pastor pulled out his wallet and paid for the fare and then they began to help the people out of the car. I could see immediately because I grew up with this, I knew that they were uh, having problem with drinking. And they were so drunk that they had to help them walk. I remember helping them up the stairs, they'd have to kind of pick up their leg and set it on, put it on the next step and push them up. and. Pick up the other leg, set him on the next step, push him up. And they got up to me, and the dentists, without blinking, said to me, Pastor, church, I want you to meet Alice. And Alice, they said to her, this is Pastor Church, he's come to preach to us today. Of course, she didn't know what was going on. She said, Oh, Dennis, we're sorry. We fell off the wagon last night. We got in a big fight and we got to drinking. We're sorry. And Dennis said something that led me into the key to this whole thing. He said, that's all right, Alice. The big thing is you got back up and you came to church today. And then they turned to me and said, we're so proud of Tom and Alice. You see, they were baptized three months ago.
0: This was a shock to Monty. It wasn't the traditional path of change. But several months later, he visited that church again.
1: When I came to the Sabbath School program, out came this lady and trailed by several people that were doing the program. And I was looking at the lady, I thought, where well, have I seen this lady before? I was sitting there thinking, who is this? You know, and where did I know this lady? And then somebody at the end of the program, when she asked for an announcement, said, Alice, I was so stunned over the change in this lady. I almost slipped out of my chair on the floor. I I honestly was weak. I couldn't believe. And I got my food and sat down. And guess who should come and sit right across from me but Tom and Alice. And one of the first questions they said, is this your first visit here? And I said, no. (laughs) I've been here before and I said I'm sure you're excited about the new church and then they said something they said oh it's not the church it's the people you know they've taught us of how to hold on to Jesus and you know we've been dry for nine months now
0: and it all came together for Monty the key was revealed
1: but that's the key accepting people where they're at. Realizing that when God looks at us, He accepts us where we're at if we're just trying to turn to Him, learning to hold on to Him. I learned that it isn't the culture, it's the seeking and turning to the Lord in our own way. We're all different, but all the Lord looks for is for us to reach out to Him. We keep teaching them how to hold on to the Lord. The Lord does the changing. He does the work.
0: And as hard as this may seem to do, it has worked for the ministry. What had gone wrong with previous churches' missions was that they were trying to rid a culture from a people group.
1: You know, the Lord doesn't come to change our culture. The Christian influence, the principles of Christianity only enhances our culture he doesn't change us from way the way we grow up there's more in one way to live there's more one way to look at life but the Lord is willing to inhabit our lives no matter who we are what we are we need to foster the idea of them holding on to the Lord and the Lord makes the changes and uh, he's showing Satan that every kind of person can be reached that the gospel will change no matter what our background is. And when native people understand that Christianity doesn't change our culture, it enhances it. A lot of people say, Do you have to change a native person? First of all, you've got to realize that, you know, native people are basically spiritual people when it comes to Christian principles. Native people are uh, people of prayer. Boy, when you come, they love it when you pray. I have never been turned down by a Native person because that's a connection to Heaven, to the Creator.
0: When we zoom out of our own belief systems, we can see a lot of similarities. In Native culture, there is so much that overlaps with the principles of Christianity.
1: Native people train and teach your children in a different way than Anglo as a whole. However, they're taught that you need to respect the elders. You need to respect other people's property. If you borrow, you make sure you return as good or if not better than what you had before or they, what it was when you first borrowed it. And uh, these principles of treating others, to native people, you treat others like you would want to be treated or the way God would treat you. Uh, that's the evidence. And you know, that's right.
0: Part of the work at Native Ministries at the North Pacific Union has been creating video programs for the Native people.
1: Because Native people are visual people. They observe. And uh, I learned at that time that over 80% of the homes had DVD players. And I thought, you know, Why don't we put together some DVDs in a slanted way that appeals to Native thinking and to Native things, Native issues, elders, uh, respect for elders, respect for spouses and and so on. And uh, the language that we use, Native people understand quickly. Everything is outside by a campfire, they can relate to that.
0: In addition to video, they have commissioned an artist to paint pictures of what Native and Christian cultures look like in harmony.
1: It's hard to say which one we love the most, but one that uh, we use the most and uh, people have asked for the most, and we've made posters the, for, uh, of it, and that is the Second Coming of Christ. And it shows a chief looking at his back, his wife by him, and a little boy looking up as Jesus is coming. A horse is standing by him, and then in the water that's right next to the shore, there's a kayak with Eskimo in there. Everybody's looking up at the second coming of Christ. That has been one of the most powerful ones.
0: Listening and learning patience, and forgiveness. Monty shows that God can transcend our culture, that God can heal the brokenness. In a community devastated with sexual abuse, addiction, and poverty, there can be harmony and hope. And it doesn't require the culture to stop existing. You can support furthering this type of work by visiting the links on our website help fill the gap in this world, in this community, and in our church. Next time on Filling the Gap, we talk about life in prison, life after prison, and prison ministry.
1: After probably about a year into the addiction, I told them I was going to the store and they didn't see me again for three years because uh, I thought, I don't want to be one of those people that I've seen in my family and whatnot who just suck their family dry. And I thought, I will never get sober if I stay, and at the same time, I really did not want to go, but I knew I had to go, especially for my children.